Pass going. Welcome everyone, you were listening to it, perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. Um, There's a spider on my keyboard. <laughs> the spider is actually joining us for Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Network. I will eventually get the name of the show right. Um, how's it going, Terry Tan? Very good, very good. I wore my uh, Pacers hat in solidarity for uh, Reggie <laughs> Miller being the best shooter of all time. Yeah, you're right. He's better than Steph Curry. Better than oh, Clay Thompson. Yeah, hands down. Hands down. <laughs> um, Eagle, how's it going, bud? I don't know where it went now. Why are you a Pacers fan, Terry? Was it just like you fell it's in love beca- watching It's just because Europe? of Reggie Miller, yeah. That's I mean, I, back then, my brother was uh, growing up. My brother was a Bulls fan. And I just... Uh, I'm, I've Every team other than the um, the Habs... I became a fan of because they were the little guy compared to even the Dallas Cowboys. Like when the Dallas, I became a fan of the Cowboys is because they lost to the Niners. Okay. And I was a Niners fan. It's at when Deion Sanders went to the Niners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When he took all the championships with him to. San yeah, that's when I became a Cowboys fan. So it's because um, my brother was a Cowboys fan, so I switched over. Then him and my dad became Raiders fans, so I stayed a Cowboys fan. But like even Reggie Miller, he was just like the guy that nobody really like liked. And he was different. He wasn't the same. Like, he was just awkward. He was funny looking. The team was grimy. They were a grinding team. The same thing with Liverpool. Like, I'm a huge Liverpool fan because, you know, there's Manchester United, there's Chelsea, Arsenal. Like, there's all these teams. And then there's Liverpool who have this crazy history. And I'm also a fat, like, a big fan of history. Like, I like, you know, and, and, and Liverpool had this crazy history. Then they had this one player named Robbie Fowler. He was this little guy from Liverpool. And he was unbelievable. And I was like, this is the guy. And then when I, when Gerard was coming up, I'm like, that's the guy for me right now. I think Gerard's the best player of all time. You know? Yeah, naturally, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> I found him. Emmett Smith, Steven Gerard, Reggie Miller. Can't tell me those guys aren't the best players in the world. So, so is it Reggie, okay, I can tell you Reggie Miller was not as good Ru- as Michael Jordan, yes. Russ, I, I, Russ Cordnell. <laughs> Russ Cordnell, yeah, greatest of all time. That one, that one, I'll give you. That's one hundred percent. I grew accurate. up a huge Russ Cordnell fan, Pierre Turgeon fan, uh, Pavel Bure. Uh, I like those kinds of guys, you know. I was, I was, well, I mean, and we were both Expos fans, obviously, when the Expos were here. But that's because yeah. they're in our city, right? So it's easier to to follow. Yeah, but it, but then there's that. It's the same story with the Expos. It's like you know they have a yeah. good history. You know they're always like kind of like the the little brother. You know it's it's I like that. I'm more of an Expos fan than I am. Um, a Mets fan. Like, I'm a Mets fan because there's no Expos. But same, if the Expos come same back, thing here. We did the, the exact Expos same come thing. Back, um, we, it was like, where off. can we drive to in the summer to watch a game? And then it's like, well, we can't like the Yankees. So yeah. the Mets. <laughs> I've, been, I've been to City Field. I haven't been, I've never been to Shea Stadium. I've been to City Field twice. And it's, I actually it's haven't a, been to, to City Field yet. Oh, it's fucking beautiful, man. I, just, I never go to, the, the truth is, I just don't go to Queens when I go to New York City. I've been to three baseball games. I've been to Wrigley Field, City, and, uh, well, other than Olympic Stadium, and uh, the Rogers Center, whatever it's called. That place is a piece of junk. Like, well, yeah, it's we want to. 
it's all hard. and it's also toronto yeah toronto just anything they do is shit that's true that's true yeah england by the way they remain to be the toronto of the earth uh, <laughs> yes they do are the toronto of the earth uh they uh they're the original maple leafs i think it's around the same time that that I think the last time England won a world like a, a major championship it was a World Cup in 1966, at least winning in 1967. Yes. And then nothing since for either of them. Well, I mean, we had I mean in those sports, yeah, but we have the Blue Jays and we had uh, the Raptors a couple of years ago. So Toronto has seen some success, but yeah, at least to England is a good comparison. That's for sure. So and we'll we'll just get to it now quickly before we get into the news and stuff because it's it's kind of stuff that happened last week. But again, it's one of those things where it happened between our two shows, but early yeah. on between our two shows. Um, and I wanted to include a clip. England shouldn't have been in the final. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but but like so so I I didn't include the script, and I wanted to. So let, we'll just talk about it on in the intro, <laughs> pulling the 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 curtain back a little bit, uh, so you can see how the Wizard of Oz works. Um, yeah. I, I was actually at the celebration. Because that's, that's how I describe you as a wizard. Yeah, people. exactly. Like, well, uh, what's Pete's like? Yeah, he's like a wizard. Yeah, I did. wizard of insanity. <laughs> you're, like, you're more like the whiz. Yeah. Um, so I went, to the, the, I went to the the, the championship sort of parade party, uh, East End Montreal, when Italy won. Um, after having to bring my wife to the airport early in the morning, I was completely exhausted. But I kind of got like a second wind once like the – Penalty kick started. It's, it's an exciting moment in sports. Right? Like I know it's not the best way to end um, a championship of any sort, but it's the rule that's existed forever. And um, I actually find it's like the most exciting way to. Oh, it's absolutely like exciting. It, it actually is the best one, as much as it's the worst one at the same time. It's it's a poor. It's very it's very anticlimactic though. Like it's not. Really? Yeah, I you're kind of the opposite. Yeah, I, I would no. agree with Eagle. I feel like if you, in a golden goal situation, you're just anticipating the goal, like in hockey, you know what I mean? Like it's like over time, it's sudden death, like you're waiting for it. Where where shootouts is like you know you're getting five shots, you know. So it's very yeah. like, unless it goes after it goes to the extra shots, then then yeah, then it becomes more like okay, is he gonna miss? You know. But for the first five shots, it's pretty boring. I find. Yeah, that's fair. I just for me, it's. That that initial buildup of oh my god we're getting penalty shots that ha- that's the most exciting feeling in sports right like yeah because penalty the, shots in soccer have been like this thing right for years it's like a it's like a staple yeah that's Sorry, why I thought so. you were gonna talk longer and I drank some water <laughs> <laughs> so would you would you want to switch it to okay first ninety minutes then thirty minutes of extra time of you play all thirty minutes and then you go into golden goal extra minute or would you nah. want to finish with the penalty kicks. I'd go 90 minutes, golden goal for 30, and then shootouts. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what they used to have. They, they changed it to They used to have goal. silver goal. It was so stupid. Yeah. Well, is this silver goal? It's now silver goal, yeah. So silver goal means just an additional game? It's, a, it's an additional <laughs> Basically, you play and hopefully you don't tie again. I thought silver goal meant that if you score in the first half of the overtime, the game's over. If you're leading I, in the first I don't, half. Maybe. I'm not like... You know, like if right. only we had a producer that can answer these questions. <laughs> yeah, you play two halves of 15, essentially. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's two... Extra- no, but now you play the two full 15s. I thought silver goal was if if you scored in the first... Kind of like in the NFL, if you like when, in the overtime. Yeah. If you score in the first half of the overtime and you're up before the half ends, then it's over. But in this case, what's happening now is that if you score in the first half, the second half still is still being played. Yeah, so they I would changed like it a few times because I remember Italy losing to France 
in the one of the it, World Cups. It used to be, yeah. I want to say, late nineties up to maybe early two thousand. Used to be golden goal, and now now it's whatever they have now where they play the full overtime. What we do a half hour of soccer. What we do in a lot of hockey tournaments do that is an overtime, especially in tournaments, is that uh, you start the period five on five. Every five minutes, you drop a player until you get to three. I, I, uh, I thought of I that. I was actually going to suggest soccer, that yeah. as a way to like fix soccer. But then I was thinking, like, how does that work though with all that terrain you need to cover? Like, it, it's not going to be watchable. It's like, completely wide just, open. What it's if just, you just put the the second goal at the at the half, like at midfield? And then you play five on five. You just change the entire landscape of the yeah. game. Yeah, or you go the other way. You you play it with wide, like we're a really wide field, but <laughs> really short. But you still play the opposite end. Yeah, yeah you go eleven eleven, but you field. just flip it side to side. No, you know what they should do? It, it shouldn't be switched to seven aside or whatever. They should just do the full ninety minutes because it is tiring. But but they should do an extended forty five minute overtime. Okay, but have unlimited changes after. Or eagle. Why don't we do the thing like in Harry Potter, where they chase the golden snitch? Snitch. I was gonna say ah. nugget. <laughs> they chase the golden, golden nugget. Golden nuggets. If you get the golden nugget at any point in the game, you win the game. So it's not that's bad. a good idea. But so the thing I want to talk about though, quickly before we get into to other stuff, was it was really cool after seeing every time, you know, they we the Canadians were celebrated, which we'll talk about later in this show. Uh, seeing that it always led to destruction of property and so on and so forth. It was cool to see parades happening in various parts of the city um, where there was no destruction. Everyone was really just having a good time. It was it was really nice. It was really cool. And then, of course... You want to know why? Why? Because the Italian parades, if you notice where they all celebrated, they all celebrated in their communities. In their own communities. That's, that's yeah, right. so like in literally... In our own communities. In, yeah, in exactly. Case. So literally... Literally was walking distance from my house. Yeah. RDP, little literally RDP, Saint Leo, La Salle, like those are the main areas of Montreal where there's a lot of Italians, where there's a huge influx of Italians, and I guess Vimont, they were probably more migrated to like. Well, they all RDP. went to RDP, yeah, because yeah. of the 25 bridge and. Yeah, yeah, they have to pay. You know, they pay for it. You know, just yeah, for yeah. that. Well, yeah. when Italy wins, you pay the eight bucks. You pay um. eight bucks. For <laughs> no, <laughs> the, but the, the thing, the thing is that yeah, so you're you're pro, you're not. You're not going to damage your neighbor, right? When the kids, these these idiots, go downtown and they celebrate on Saint Catherine Street, they don't know who these buildings belong to. Yeah, they so they're just going to start burning fucking cop cars and shit. The, the other thing, though, is you I'm anti robbery. To... I'm anti robbery. <laughs> You're the only one in our in our team, apparently. Um, uh, yeah, we should we should we have to get pro robbery T-shirts. Uh, celebrate the lineage of the the Wet Bandits. You know, yes. from Home Alone. Hundred uh, percent. But we saw in England. The opposite thing happened. Obviously, they lost. It's a different sensation. But man, like, it's it's ridiculous how in our own group chat amongst us, we're like, oh, my God, they're going to lose this game and wait for the racism to hit. Like, I remember Eagle said it. Duke said it in our chat. I and it was said it instant. when they missed the like first clockwork. kick. I'm like, I can't, go on Twitter. It's going to be a disaster. And like clockwork. It, 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 this is in Wembley Stadium, booing when people, when players took a knee, when most of your team at this point are black. The youngest players in this team are largely black. The future of your national club is black, and that is how you're doing it. I saw a guy bum rushed into the Thames River or the Thames. I can never. I don't know. They pronounce shit weird. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was. It was just a whole onslaught of racism immediately following, and and it's isn't. The whole thing behind these international comp- competitions, the Olympics, the the Euro, the, the 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 World Cup, isn't the idea supposed to be that unite them? Like I remember in ancient Greece, Terry, you can speak to this. Um, 
the yeah. Olympics, they would they would I can speak to pause, ancient Greece. They would pause wars. They would pause wars so that they can do the Olympics, and it, and it was supposed to be this unifying thing. And in some cases, they were able to like use the Olympics and negotiate uh, a truce because, like, ah, you know what? Let's just have some wine. It's all we don't actually need to go to war, you know. And and, and to see it devolve into this, it's 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 shameful, really. I'm not. Yeah, but are you surprised? Like, it's the same thing with Boston Bruins fans. You know, it's like. England fans, Boston Bruins fans, not cut from a different cloth, my friend. I'll tell you that. And another thing I noticed, and I tweeted at this, is I noticed that English soccer players, and this is, I said this during the game, English soccer players and English fans, like English people, look nothing alike. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like if I look at if I look at you guys, if I look at you guys, or if I go to Italy and I see some people walking around Rome, and then I look at Bonucci or even Chiellini or all these guys, I'm like, okay, they all look similar. Yeah. But British people and British soccer players look nothing alike. Why is that? Because the British soccer players have money to get their facial features fixed. To get their teeth fixed. That's what it is. There's also the other thing where um, historically there's only one group of people that have money in that country. They're the same people who voted for Brexit who also don't want immigration. You know, yeah. you know the those people types. About. The ones White that if you go on people. if you go on Vice's YouTube channel, all you see is alt right movement in England, yeah. alt right yeah, movement in this. Like go. it's just it's um, one of those. Anyway, we have a ton of stuff to get to. Don't want to harp too long on it. Uh, I'm really happy for Italy. It would have been awesome for me if the Habs and Italy would have won. But you know what? It was it was cool to experience uh, Italy winning the Euro. Uh, we have a ton of stuff to get to. So it is time for the news. Ah, Terry, it's the news. Uh, lots it? of stuff happened, as we said. Um, I do want to start. It's, it's somewhat related to um, what happened in England. Stephen A. Smith had a really bad day um, dealing with people from different cultures. Um, these two things happened on the same day on first take. And I've been saying this for a while. Stephen A. Smith works too many hours. And when you have a microphone in front of your face 20 hours a day, you're going to make mistakes. Uh, 100%. And like the thing is, I know people have an issue with Stephen A. Smith. You and I, Terry, are old enough to remember Stephen A. Smith, the reporter, not just the character on ESPN. Because right now he's not reporting. He's not a journalist right now. He was. He has a background in journalism. But he's, an, he's a sports entertainment figure at the moment. That's his he's, job. And, and uh, Eagle, uh, you misspelled Stephen. It's Stefan, not yeah. with a V. It's with a PH. I take from a script, okay? Whatever you guys write, <laughs> I'm I'm uh, Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy, you're Ron Burgundy. <laughs> the the okay, script cool. also has autocorrect, unfortunately. It's PH, <laughs> PH, PH. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, give him a different kind of stuff. I don't think anybody in the history of the world spells their name Stephen with an F. <laughs> you laugh. I have we coworkers that spell. We like actually that. know someone who do will. not insult <laughs> the Germans. No, but his name is Stefan. It's not Stephen. That's true. Yeah, but he anglicizes it when he comes here. I yeah. can't be the smart person in this situation. You guys are smarter than yeah, me. That's true. It's a good point. This that's is bad. Point. When we're getting when, when, when Terry is correcting our spelling, it's an issue. Yeah. Um, so Stephen A. Smith, let, let's go to his first comment. We have it here. Uh, this is a comment relating to Shohei Otani of the Anaheim Angels. And I understand that baseball is an international sport itself in terms of participation. But when you talk about an audience gravitating to the tube or to the ballpark to actually watch you, okay, I don't think it helps that the number one face 
is a dude that needs an interpreter so you can understand what well, the hell he's English saying a, in this helpful. country. And that's what I'm trying to say. Speak, you know, speak, and, and I understand that baseball is Max Kellerman knew exactly what he was saying. And he's like, he was trying to cut him off. Yeah. It, 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 speaking English is important. It's the same. I, I said this in our group chat with like UFC fighters, the guys from come from Brazil. Like Anderson Silva speaks fluent fucking English. Okay, fluent. But it's okay? also not a requirement. It's not a requirement. And they have interpreters, which is fine. Yeah. But like when you get in front of the camera, your most of your fans don't come from Brazil. Okay, most of your fans are coming from North America. They're coming but from it's Europe. Also, the, the fighting sport, so UFC is different because also you, it's a it's a promotion based sport, right? So like you're yeah. essentially on your own to to promote yourself. Like baseball is different. Yeah. Like you're playing for a team and you work for Major League Baseball, where you're a unionized employee. And the thing is, like he's saying, speak English, where Stephen A. Smith likely speaks one language. Like again, it's also very different because. Like the three of us, myself, you, and, and Eagle, we all speak three languages. Yeah, and I, I'm working I understand on my fourth. It's more. terrible, but I'm working on it. You know, <laughs> and the thing is, is that um, we like we we take it for granted being from Montreal, right? Because we yeah. have to learn two. You have to speak yeah. two. And then most of us uh, have kept sort of like our, you know, I, I speak Italian. You speak Greek. Eagle speaks yeah. Italian. Um, but the thing is, is that we always want. In sports, we always want excellence at whatever cost. Like, it doesn't matter. We always say, like, you know, the, it, the argument, for example, against Colin Kaepernick, well, well, it's not because he knelt. It's because he wasn't any good. It's, sports is meritocracy. Well, here, if it's still a meritocracy, then the language he speaks shouldn't matter. We're witnessing, essentially, someone who's doing something that we haven't seen since Babe fucking Ruth. Like, yeah. And, it, and the numbers, since, by the way, the numbers are comparable. Since they comparable. didn't count stats properly. Sorry? Since they didn't count stats properly, yeah. And since since pitchers threw one pitch, uh, yeah, exactly. Can I can I play devil's advocate to try and defend uh, Stephen here? You, so I think sure. we can yeah, go with, but go ahead. Yeah. So here's my hot take. His topic or what he was talking about wasn't a slight against the players. It was a slight against the audience. That even when you have an amazing player show up, the fact that they're not your skin color or your race is a reason to not watch them. So, so that's what he no, should I, have said because that's a great point. Yeah. Because I don't think so though. I think I think it's a shot towards the league. Yeah, it's it's a shot towards the league. But it's, can't it's straight up but call it's the league out because you get fired. But, well, because that's the thing. So ESPN again. ESPN is not is is shifting more and more towards being a rights company and less towards being a journalism company, right? So they're yeah. in partnership with the league. So he can't outright criticize the league. So then the next step, I guess, is criticize the player for not being able to being marketed to people. But it's also not his responsibility. Again, it's, it's not his responsibility. Shohei Otani is a great fucking baseball player. We haven't yeah, seen like he's amazing. He's making me. He's made. He's made me watch late night baseball games. He's made me watch the Angels, a franchise I've never cared about since Angels in the exactly. Outfield, the movie. <laughs> this is the last time I, I didn't even these. care about them then. And imagine, <laughs> well, I only cared about the the franchise in the movie. To be clear, yeah, yeah. yeah. I only care about uh, what's the actor's name? Um, I don't remember. Matt Damon. <laughs> no, yeah. the kid. The kid that plays Angel. The kid that does the the waving and angels in the outfield, the actor, Matt Damon. I don't remember. No, it's not Matt Damon. <laughs> doofus, it's the guy from 50-50. Stupid. Third I rock. To go third Google rock from the sun. To figure it out. You know what I googled? Matt I googled Damon. Matt Damon. I know you did. <laughs> he plays on Third Rock from the Sun. He's uh, he's a famous actor. Oh, the, um, the, it's the guy that my wife has a secret crush on. Yeah, it's yeah. Not that it's secret. A, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's the one. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that guy. Yeah. And, and, and Donald and Glover. Danny Glover and all the big yeah. people in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Donald or Danny Glover? I don't even know which one's which anymore. Danny, Danny. 
Bad Not Donald, related, by the way. Donald is Childish Gambino. Yes, yes. correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so like, I'm actually watching these games. I'm looking forward to seeing what Otani's doing. Like, yeah. yeah, okay, whatever. But like Stephen A. Smith, I just think that he just – he likes to be passionate about things. And he started a sentence and then just decided to finish it. That's, yeah, I basically just, just doesn't know where it's going to end. Yeah. So I, I have a greater take about ESPN, but we'll we'll get to that after we listen to this next bit. Eagle, the timing was beautiful, by the way. I love that. You're on yeah. your game today. Do uh, better. This, this is his uh, thoughts about Nigeria beating the U.S. in uh, exhibition basketball. There's no excuse to lose to Nigeria. Some dude, Gabe Namdi, who goes by Gabe Vincent for the Miami Heat, a uh, Caleb Agata, uh, 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 Namu, however the hell you pronounce his name. You give up 60 points on three. There's no excuse. So Nigeria lost to the U.S. by 83 points eight years ago. Um, this was a team. This is a team. It reminds me a little bit of that that uh, American team that won silver with D Wade when he was really young and Carmelo Anthony early on. And it, it kind of feels like one of those teams is not completely overwhelming. They should still win. They have six All Stars on the team yeah. and a lot of really good players. Um, Nigeria has. Um, NBA talent, but again, Gabe Vincent is not Kevin Durant. Um, and they also lost to Australia shortly thereafter. But th the thing is, again, where this looks bad is, A, Stephen A. Smith, basketball is his beat, right? And so he yeah. should know these player names. It's never a good look to then to also say however it's pronounced or whatever. And then... Imagine if Max Kellerman said that, though. Correct. It's... Yeah, he can, A, he can't. B, neither should, right? Like, yeah. you know, it, it, you could just say it's an embarrassment for the U.S. Also, without trashing Nigeria. I have an awful name for pe other people to pronounce. So when Terry people Tan, pronounce my name, yeah, yeah Terry Tan, very easy. <laughs> so the thing is, if I'm starting to pronounce, like even even Giannis, like people call him Giannis, but it's like, how many times do you call a player by his first name? Like I've Shaq, been doing it on purpose Obi. every show, and you correct me every show. Yeah, and you so say Yanni and I say Yannis. I know it's yeah, Yanni, so but Giannis, it's, it's a Yanni. thing we do. <laughs> yeah, I actually had a, a call with a, a Greek client who I didn't know how to pronounce their name. So as I was joining the call and I see them join, I just quickly did Google Translate and typed the name in and clicked the button to hear it pronounced. I thought you were just going to go I Greek sounded, Freak. I sounded amazing. That was great. It was perfect. <laughs> That's what they need at ESPN. They need Google. Yeah. Uh, I they think they Google. have it also. They need Google Translate. No, if but the thing Google's is, free, I can, right? I, people can pronounce Atetokumbo. Like, it's an e it's not an easy name to pronounce when you first look at it. But, like, yeah. for Stephen A. Smith to be like, it's to start saying a guy's name, and he could be like, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name. Nothing wrong That's with that. Thing. But, like, exactly. however you want to pronounce his name, like, it's fuck, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it's just Stephen A. Smith becoming. Uh, that other doofus that went to with to Fox. Skip What's Bayless. His name? Matt Skip Damon. Bayless. Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. <laughs> this episode Matt Damon just catching strays. I'll show. <laughs> this episode should be called Matt Damon. Uh, the, the next episode should be Eagle. Note it. The next episode is gonna be called. This episode should be called Matt Damon. Yeah, um, that's a good one. The thing is, the thing is with uh, with Stephen A. Smith again, and you know, I'm I'm a fan of his, and I feel like a, a lot of younger people just don't know his background, don't know what he had to do to get to where he is. And where he is doing now, people also, we, we saw it. We saw it through the pandemic. We saw it through all sorts of stuff where people confuse what journalism is and what social media is and what media is. And they're not all the same thing. You know what I mean? So like the New York Times is not the same as Eagle putting out a video on TikTok. Um, yeah. And so Stephen A. Smith, what he's doing now is not the same work he did as a journalist. I'm not trying to excuse it. What he did is wrong he 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 does know better very clearly yeah. but i think there's times where 
he can't separate Stephen A. Smith, the character, from S- Steve Smith, the person that used to go by Steve Smith back in the day, by the way. So, um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he added the A when he uh, when he went when he got the ESPN. I didn't Great know move that. because like it's an unforgettable name, right? It's an unforgettable name. Plus, the acronym is SASS, and he's very sassy. Yeah, he is very sassy. That's for sure. um, Although it I, does break my alliteration. I I'm 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 kind of worried about this as well because also ESPN's going through a weird thing now where. If the series goes to six games, Maria Taylor, her contract will have expired. So they had a year to resolve this. And her contract is going to expire. And basically, she holds all the power in that relationship because we, we what we discussed last week. And what, what worries me is they're going to have to pay her a lot of money, obviously, to stay in. And she's mm-hmm. worth whatever. Um, but and Stephen A. Smith is worth all the money that he gets because, again, he makes a lot of money for the company. But what you're seeing is when they pay people this this money, they make Stephen A. Smith do hockey. They make him do UFC. They make him do uh, first take. They make him do his own podcast. They make him do um, all these, all these, all over the place, all over the network, right? And what that shows me is, in reality, you what they're doing is they're putting him out to the lions, basically, and they're saying, when you make a mistake, at some point the mistake's been big enough that we're gonna let you go, Stephen A. Smith, and we don't actually care about you. Yeah, like because the rights are more valuable than the employees. And it's, that can't be a great work environment. And it, it wasn't always like that. It's becoming increasingly, increasingly like that. And I think, I don't know what's changed. I don't know enough about the organization. It just feels to me that they see even someone as big as Stephen A. Smith as absolutely expendable because they can put somebody else in that seat because you're still going to turn to ESPN because they have all the games. So Stephen A. Smith is like the hot stripper in the club that the bouncer keeps putting back on stage because they throw money at her until yeah. eventually she's going to break her heels and crash and burn and but that's it. you're it's, no it's, good anymore <laughs> and just kiss her like like as 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 awful as that is it's that expendable it's that and, and it's i find it hard to, to witness because again we we know what these people do these are the top of the industry right they go work there so it's 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 hard to see it's hard to witness um the finals are uh you know they're they're on it's a it's it's now a series y- yanni you happy there yanni Um, first player to put up 40 points in back-to-back games in the NBA Finals. Um, He's injured, by the way. I thought he was going to be out for a year when I first saw him get hurt because it looked nasty. And he's basically, it's like he hasn't really said this, but he hinted at, I'm not getting it checked because I'm playing anyway. But like he can't say that because like there's, you know, insurance issues because again, it's a unionized environment. Um, But we know he's hurt. And he's been phenomenal, unbelievable in this series. Um, but I don't think they're gonna get by uh, the Suns. The Suns' ball movement, the Suns' shooting—it's all the stuff that the Bucks struggled with all playoffs. And the solution was supposed to be Drew Holiday on defense. And in the first two games, no backcourt in the history of the NBA scored more points than Chris Paul and Devin Booker. <laughs> In the history of the NBA, no two guards put up more points than those two guys, and you're supposed to have, you know, stoppers. Final. You're supposed to have Chris Middleton and and uh, and Drew Holiday, who are two of the best defensive players in their positions, and they're just not. They haven't been this series. The thing is, is that they 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 circuit they, they um, cycle the ball so well, and I don't know anything about basketball, but watching it. How often they're just passing, 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 passing. Like how many – like in soccer, they count how many completed passes. If we counted how many completed passes the Suns had, we'd be freaking out. It would be a world record. I, I rewound. Think. I rewound. There's one possession, Terry, 
they once once they were all like in a set, like once they were in like around the three point line, essentially, there was ten passes before putting up the shot, and there was still eight seconds left on the shot clock when they made the bucket. That's crazy. It's insane. And and I look at guys. So they have those two guys at at the top of the, at the top of the, the the three. Then you have fucking Aiton just waiting for an alley oop. Waiting for a dunk, like that guy is unbelievable. How good he is! Like, I'm such a huge uh, DeAndre Ayton fan now. Like, uh, like legit super fan. This and, series uh, has been a star turn for him. For he sure. might become. He might be the best basketball player of all time. Like, that's how. That's how much I like him. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I would say Jay Crowder is the good because he's always in the finals. Have you noticed? It's cr- <laughs> also, how big is he? Because when I look at him run, I'm like, he's not that big. But then he's when six, I see him step. But that's what I'm saying. They don't see him stand next to other guys. I'm like, fuck, he is big, but he doesn't look big. I guess it's he because be he wears like... the biggest person you knew if you met him. <laughs> yeah, but he wears like long sleeve shirts. I have a friend who's 6'7", yeah. so I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he's I mean... Too. He's got like a slender, like he's very lean and muscular, but he's not like... Yeah. A, he's not like the Dwight, the Dwight Howard shoulders. He's not imposing. Yeah, he's not yeah. an imposing big guy. But I look like at Dwight the Dwight Howard's actually... Dwight Howard is actually shorter than he looks. Dwight Howard, I think, is like 6'9". But because but of Dwight his shoulders... Dwight Howard looks like he's 7 feet. Exactly, because of his shoulders, yeah. you all, everyone thinks he's like seven two, and he's not. Like he's not, the fact yeah. that he was such a good rebounder when he was young is just a credit to his to his uh, yeah, exactly. his absolute skill. Um, Shams Charnia, we're going to transition out of the final just because this story is also relevant, and and I think it's particularly relevant to the Suns. Um, Shams Charnia, Charnia tweeted that the 76ers are seeking an All Star caliber player in exchange for Ben Simmons. Um, a lot of people on Twitter, of course, laughed at that because that you know Ben Simmons has been—he was afraid to dunk the ball in the last series and passed out of it from underneath the basket. There's something clearly up, but defensively, is an elite player. He creates more open three-pointers than any other player in the league. He's just been afraid to put the ball up, but he's also, also 25 years old. He's also and, 25 in basketball is like your mid-career. But not, guys are playing till they're 37, 38, though. There's like yeah, there's like a dozen guys in the league that are playing to that age. Chris Paul's thirty six. Chris Paul is that's a he's a different. He'll play until he's forty. He, he might. Uh, and so good for him is, if he does. But the thing is, like, so you, but the thing is, you have Ben Simmons right now. He's twenty five years old. He has four more Eagle, years on his contract. The, what's the average age basket of, of an NBA player? Now we'll look. I'm sure Thank it's you. young, but the, yeah. the stars the stars do play long. I don't know for sure. Like he'll play until the thing is he's at he twenty six point two eight. Yeah. Okay. That's just because there's a lot at, of guys. Yeah, exactly. He's but there's also a lot of like PJ Tuckers in the world where they're like 32 years old and they didn't even realize they've been in the league for that long. Like Ken Baysmore. Okay. Like how <laughs> like is that? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. But like with the thing, <laughs> but, like you want like what's a what's a roster that you would count as like a very good statistical average? I don't know. What do you mean by that? Like I, like when you look at a roster, you go, oh yeah, this is like look, the there, average age of an NFL uh, the, NBA. The team. bulk, it's it's but it's it's like the Terry, it's like the thing with NFL players, right? Like the average running back doesn't make it past the rookie deal, 30, right? Yeah. But yeah. but we can think of so many examples because the the most notable ones play for ten years, right? So well, they say like the the average running back, uh, uh, most running backs don't make it past the age of thirty, which is kind of true because it's, you know it's a, it's a physically taxing sport. But yeah, so I mean, listen, it's a very general average. I understand that, but he's at the point where he should be a lot better than he is. So if he's right, not so getting I better. I actually saw today, an argument. I, I saw an fuck. argument by by someone who's uh, a former league executive, yeah, who said right now. If he can, if he doesn't improve, he just if he just plays, you know, till the end of his career, as the same player he is now, he's a Hall of Famer. Based on what, based on what he does, because basically, if you think John Stockton's a Hall of Famer, 
then Ben Simmons will be Hall of Famer because the the shooting percentages are about the same. Not not three pointers, but just general shooting, and the passing and defense is basically that. Like that's what he is. So if I, if I look at if I yeah Ben Simmons is yeah he's obviously he's good defensively or else he wouldn't be who he's, he is because he's an elite. He's probably the best defensive point guard, and he could defend. Because of his size, he can even defend all five positions. But the problem with with the problem with Ben Simmons, and yeah, he might have a Hall of Fame career when it comes down to it. Well, if I, you're going to compare him to John Stockton, when I look at John Stockton, I don't look at his stats or whatever. I looked at how he how he how he impacted the game and like what he did and how he, what kind of a point guard he was, and you know what I mean. If I look at his stats, I look at his assists because that's something that I, that that he single handedly dominated in. Yeah. Ben Simmons dominates uh, in in defense. That's just well, what he does. Gary, right? Gary Payton's another good comp, right? Like Gary Payton was a guy. Who yeah, was, exactly. Yeah, not yeah. a great scorer, but a guy who was decent enough at scoring, but also great distributor and incredible defensive, uh, defensive so, player. The For thing the record, is, the youngest team is the Thunder at twenty three point five, and the oldest Oscars, team is yeah. the Lakers at twenty nine point one because LeBron. that's because they sold all and their guys. Clippers to the at twenty nine because the Kawhi. Last season, the Suns had the, the youngest starting five, which changed because they got Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul now they're oldest starting five. <laughs> um, but the thing is, so I, I don't think it's crazy for them to seek an All Star caliber. Like one of the things people kept talking about was CJ McCollum, but the 76ers won't take CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons because even though he's a better fit. You're not going to take sort of like if you put an A grade on a guy, you're not going to take a B B plus player for an A grade, right? Like CJ, a great player, but like without Dame, is he is he the same? Like and, is and, he and it, we is, Ben Simmons to create the open three pointers for CJ McCollum, right? Exactly, like, yeah. So it does so, not. I think people just like to throw uh, um, to throw comparisons out there because they look at their stats, they look at yeah. where they stand, you know, where, like and how their popularity and things like that. Yeah, exactly. That's the other so thing if too. I look at Ben Simmons, I'm looking at him as his defense. So yeah, he might make the Hall of Fame. I, I think he will. But realistically, we're going to be talking about him when the end of his career. We're going to talk about at the end of his career as one of the best defensive players, right? Yeah. We're not going to be right now. We hate on him because he's a young guy that should be doing better, and the team had a lot of hype. But like as he goes, this is just how sports fans work. Is as he gets older. We're gonna be like, oh, he's so good defensively. We're gonna really gonna appreciate yeah. his defensive, his defensive. It's, it's skill, like LeBron you know after he I mean? won the championship in Cleveland. Like all exactly. of a sudden, everyone stopped hating LeBron for a second. Yeah, but exactly. Th- but again, Ben Simmons didn't do himself any favors when he tried to throw a fish back into the water and missed the lake. So I mean, <laughs> you know, there's that. But I was thinking, to me, I was trying to think of who, like, who can even trade for him because you need again, if you're gonna trade a star player, like. You need to be a team that's a bunch of shooters. So, like for example, a team like the Warriors. But then, Warriors, yeah. Who are the Warriors going to trade? If they trade Clay Thompson, they cease to be the team with all the shooters, do, right? Do they have? So, do they stop Wiggins? Yeah, but no one's going to take Wiggins for. No, but it would be. Right it now. wouldn't be. It wouldn't be Wiggins. Heads up, I would never. I do wouldn't that, do it in two K. <laughs> like <laughs> unless you're literally moving a defensive piece for a defensive piece just for and a change of five hundred draft picks is what it has to yeah. be. It'd be like. like like the we next... saw what the Pelicans got for, for Anthony Davis was like 12 dra- draft picks, basically. Yeah, exactly. But but I, I was actually thinking it might actually be a sign-and-trade. Like, for example, if you're the Suns and you have all these shooters and you have 36-year-old Chris Paul, who now is going to get another max deal, do you do a sign-and-trade where you sign him, trade him to, to Philadelphia because their window is now, and then you get Ben Simmons and he doesn't need to shoot with, with if, he's, if he's on the Suns, right? Or if you go sign a trade with maybe like a team like Toronto, where if they sign a trade Lowry, it's not likely. But I don't. I only see it working with an aging superstar and an assigned trade. I, I don't so see I, it in any Clay, other scenario. Clay is like the ultimate, like the the perfect trade. But I just don't think the Warriors would ever. The Warriors do won't that. do it. 
Yeah, and, and again, Ben Simmons won't be as good because he won't have Clay Thompson to pass to. You'll have Steph Curry, and again, Steph, they but, they know, might have younger guys coming up too. I'm not fully aware of their whole. Wiseman's a uh, decent shooter, and and yeah, Wiggins, okay. Wiggins at the very least is an okay shooter. Imagine he goes. To, imagine he goes to the Lakers for something, and then he just but his what? career just. No, but even at that, like I think him going to the Lakers would be an awful decision for him. Look, you know, it's because... an awful decision because him. It's the same thing with Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball and LeBron did the same thing, so they couldn't keep Lonzo Ball. They, you just couldn't get him to court because they 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 play the same way. They're ball distributors. They're guys yeah. who need the ball in their hands. And we've seen that with with Embiid and Simmons. They kind of do the same thing, right? So yeah, except Simmons actually goes up to first shot now and again. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm curious to see where it works out. We're gonna follow that story as it develops, of course. Um, I don't see him staying on the team because Daryl Morey is not a guy who stands pat. We saw it in all those years in Atlanta. Uh, sorry, not Atlanta in uh, Houston. Um, what does that mean? Stands pat. Stands patiently. Yeah, it's just the thing I said. I don't even know if it's the right figure of speech. No, I've heard, I've heard that before. Stan's nice. Pat, yeah. Eagle, while we discuss the next topic, find out what Stan's Pat, what the origin of Stan's Pat is. Um, Richard Sherman arrested for burglary and domestic violence. We all had the same reaction. When I read the story, it's not what I thought it was. He broke into a male relative's home, which is burglary, and assaulted him, which is domestic violence. But it's not, it's not what you think of when you think domestic violence, right? Um we're all kind of shocked because Richard Sherman has a reputation for being sort of erudite, well-spoken, a really smart dude, a guy who's about like, you know, player empowerment, all that stuff. He's we not like supposed Richard to be the Sherman. guy that get, that does this. Correct. Um, and we don't know a ton about the story because it just happened today. And the details, of course, are going to get leaked as the court documents get, get filed and all that. Yeah. So apparently, according to some uh, Seattle reporters, because it was done so early in the morning, his bail is going to get denied immediately until the charges are actually pressed and the whole yeah. stuff, which only happens tomorrow, essentially. So we're waiting 24 hours to see the actual details of what's going to be included in the court documents. Because there's no bail, right? I'm, I'm curious to know. There if there's no be bail, it's just not... They not literally can't do it now. I looked it okay. up. Ooh. I looked it up. So the reason why there's not a bail immediately is because, like you said, they're, they're looking at the charges. If it's a felony charge, yeah. then there's no bail. Yeah. That, that's the state yeah. law. And I think there's like what, three or four variations of domestic what, violence and burglary they can charge him with. Correct. So it depends on which one they pick. Correct. My, so my, what's, my, what's a felony? Like assault with a deadly weapon is a felony. So maybe exactly. he, if he stabbed him or if he beat him with a gun or something, like that's assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah. And I would imagine the, the, the degree of assault matters too. All these things. Yeah. It's, it's very complicated. We're going to get more information as it goes. I was surprised. But Eagle... The thing is, I would deny you bail because you still haven't told me what Stan's pad is. Like, it's good that you came in with some information there, <laughs> but it's not the information I was looking I've for. I've been trying to find it, and Google is not very healthy this time around. So maybe that was the problem, though. That was the problem with uh, Stephen A. Smith and pronunciation is Google just froze up on him. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Because um, that's that's all we have stood, now. Stood pad, standing pad, stance pad, definition of stand pad, to play one's hand as dealt and draw poker without drawing. No idea what that means. Yeah. Wait, what's that? What's that? To play one's hand as a deal and drop it without drawing. To oppose or resist change, which Daryl Morey is, I guess you're saying your metaphor did not make sense, please. No, I'm saying that he, he's not someone who would resist change. He's, he's someone who, who actively changes his team. Okay, so um, you're saying he's not somebody who would he's stand He's not pat. someone who would stand pat, exactly. Okay, because so you're right. Yeah. We saw it with the trade for uh, for Russell Westbrook, for example, uh, trading yeah. James Harden. Um, he, he was a, he's a very aggressive GM. Just answer yes or no to the question under the script. Yes. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So just in rapid fire then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um, I mean, listen, if you want to get into it, we can be. There's a lot of... Well, yeah, we, is... okay, we, we just won't touch on, on that one angle. Okay, cool. Um, man, cool. pre-show meetings would really help. Uh, no, no, let's, let's, let's just do it. So yeah, we won't touch on, on that one specific angle. We'll talk about the Stanley Cup Finals, right? Yeah, um, yeah. The Habs, let's talk about the Habs. The Habs. What to expect? The, the... They suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. They kind of did. And yeah. they got to the Finals... We, it was awesome. They were so they ahead of schedule. Cole Caulfield looks <laughs> like the the future. So does Nick Suzuki. I love this team. I I have the feeling that and and this happens a lot in basketball. Is these tough, scrappy teams. Um, I remember. I, I don't remember exactly who, but like I remember, like the, oh yeah, it was Miami Heat. The fans got upset when they traded for Shaq because they had to give up Karan Butler. It's like really, really great player. Karan Butler's <laughs> but, a great player. But you fall in love with these these like. Like, like Terry, you're the greatest example. Like, you fall in love with the scrappy underdog, right? Love it. And that's love absolutely it. what the Habs were. But yeah. my God, we need some of what Tampa has because we just didn't have that. You mean excess cap space? Uh, we did too, by the way. We we went six million over this cap space. We did. Um, I didn't even know that. Montreal was six million because of the Carey Price injury. Same thing. <laughs> oh, towards the end of the season. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't even know that. But like, who? Yeah, I didn't know either. We didn't- it's not like we brought anybody in. Anyway, whatever. Regardless. Um, just, once they had all their pieces together, you're right. They didn't specifically bring I, anyone I, in. Yeah, I'm not sure if they could actually because it might have been after the, the signing window Correct. potentially. It was, Versus, it was just – Kucherov did the opposite, right? He only came back after everything was said and they, done look, and it didn't count anymore. They manipulated yeah. a rule that exists. They manipulated right? a, yep. rule, a rule that they – that the Lightning fought to get removed when yeah. they got screwed over by the Blackhawks in 2013. Uh, 2013. Yeah, 2012, technically, when they won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So, uh, listen, I'm not going to hate on the Lightning for being $18 million over the cap. It was a five-game series. That last game could have gone either way. The last two games, Price stood on his head. The Habs fans, we have we have a lot to be proud of, mm-hmm. but we also have to be very realistic in this. Is that the, the Habs, they were three wins away from winning the Stanley Cup. They were also three games away from not being in the playoffs. So, we if the, the Habs offseason, they have a lot to do. There's a lot of names being thrown out there. Tarasenko, uh, Dunn, fucking um, Landeskog. All these names are being thrown out as if Bergevin is going to go after them. It's not a guarantee. All, I see everything on Twitter is, oh, what a perfect line this would be. No, 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 no. Let's not get excited because the thing is that we always – the Habs always have to overpay. We have I, to because yeah. because the taxes here are too much, because of the dollar. They have to overpay. So I'm excited for the future. Caulfield, Suzuki, KK, all of it. I'm excited. I love it. But I'm also realistic – where I'm going to say is like uh, the we're not completely out of the woods yet. They need to really put on a really good regular season next year and prove it to, against a full full division. And and one thing which people haven't really thought about is that we technically won the Western Conference, right? Yeah. Like yeah. this isn't say that a regular playoff stands. scenario. Had this been regular Eastern versus Western finals, we would have potentially even if everything went exactly according to plan, we would have played Tampa in one of the rounds and then immediately lost, right? We would have or, never made it to the Stanley Cup finals. I like I remember watching the first series between Tampa and Florida and I I was I remember thinking to myself, "Wow, Florida got screwed." Like oh, yeah. cuz that, that wasn't supposed that sh- that would never be the first round. Match. That would have been us. That would have been us getting smashed by Tampa. Eagle, to my, to, my, to my theory about Habs, though, the Habs always do well in the first round. So they would have been better suited to play the Lightning in the first that round. That's true. They were never going to be suited to play the Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it just, that's the, thing. the thing is, they like all the strengths that Montreal has, right? 
Tampa has better, right? They, the young scoring, Tampa has better. The the the, ab, the, 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 the superstar goaltender, Tampa's is younger. And their defensive line is Tampa's way better team, than ours. Tampa's they team? Six guys. We can play four. Yeah. Tampa, Tampa's team in the Stanley Cup Finals this year is probably the best roster we've seen. Mm-hmm. Legit since since the Avalanche in two thousand one when they had Bork, Wah, Foot, Sakic, Forsberg. All I thought you were gonna go with since ten months ago when the Lightning won the Cup. No, but like if, no, they're they are better. They are better than last year. It's just sure. they just got better. The Stamkos didn't play. He only played one game last year. This year he played all all the games. Like there's there's just that McDonough was a year better. Sergeyev a year better. If we take this roster. And you put it together, I think this is the best roster we've seen in the last 20 years. It's fucking crazy how good this team is from top to bottom. They have the best, biggest, and we talked about Vasilevsky and Kucherov being uh, and Conn Smythe winners. Man, I don't know how the fuck Ryan McDonough didn't get any votes. That yeah. guy was the best player in the playoffs. Period. He was like awesome. from top to bottom. Kucherov made... just the, the the goal the goal scoring was out of this world. Like he's he scored so many goddamn goals. Yeah, he's not. He's just a sick player. And yeah. Vasilevsky shut the door because his equipment's fucking like this. Also, yeah, I loved all the all the memes by the way. Like yeah, where, it's he, where he was the yeah. the blue guy from uh, from Charlie and Chocolate Factory or Andre <laughs> yeah. the Giant was, was another good one versus yeah. Carey Price who looked oh, listen, like a normal all, human. All, all credit where credit is due, right? And. Um, the Lightning are fucking good, and they were much better than the Habs. There's no like the Habs should be proud for getting there. You know, it's disappointing that they that they lost, but you know what? On to the next and see what happens next year. Here's another thing about Vasilevsky: the last five series that the Lightning have won, he has in the in the in the, the game to win that series, he's, he's gotten a shutout. Oh, really? He's also eighteen and zero. He's also eighteen and no, sorry, fifteen and zero in in uh, the game after he loses a game in the playoff. That's insane. So he's never lost two games in a row. Like it's it, it's part of also being on a good team, right? Of but course, like that, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. still him being incredible. That's fucking. It's nuts. Yeah. How have we shut the door heard, on the Have you guys heard the rumor that Marc Bejavin, instead of trying to renegotiate or extend his general manager contract, might be promoted into a, a director president of hockey operations, and that they might be bringing in Scott Malambi from assistant GM into full time GM instead, and he yeah. takes over the reins of what has been put together. I mean, yeah, the, I heard about that. It's still the same, like people in the organization, right? Like that's I, why. Like I think it's it might be a good time to do that, where you yeah. finally take him out of the spotlight. You bring in like no, Duham officially is no longer interim head coach. Yeah. So you, know, you, you can th- kind of start the next phase of the project, but with new people in leadership. Well, it's what it's what they did with Chicago, right? Scott Bowman came in. He stepped. He went up. His his son came in. Stan Bowman took over as GM. They had success. Their all their stars got older, whatever, retired, all the all that stuff. And then they, you know, now they're on a rebuild. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Bergevin has built a core. He's yeah. built a well, very good core. Mm-hmm. And now, obviously, a lot of people hate on him. He's a great GM. And just in our two years of doing the show together, you've seen me turn on Bergevin. Like I, yeah. I'm, my opinion shifted. I, I think he's done a great job. The um, only, the only trade I would take away 100% from Bergevin, the Sergeyev. That trade is the dumbest trade in the history of the NHL. I, I'm not even lying. It's dumber than the Patrick Watt trade. It's dumber than all of it. It's <sighs> not. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not even that. It's not even Duguay, that Duguay is bad. It's that the Habs continuously draft defensemen and they give them away. And two of those guys won the Stanley Cup this year in McDonough mm. and fucking Sergeyev. It pisses me off. And what other? What also pisses me off is that people are saying that Romanov should be traded now. Why the fuck would no, we trade that. Romanov? Stop. Stop that. Stop trading defensemen away. I'm gonna um, fucking. 
the 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 thing is, you know, you compared it to the the situation of Blackhawks. I I will say there's even one uh, way that we're uh, far ahead of Blackhawks is as far as I know, this regime hasn't covered up any sexual assault. As far as we know, though, so you never know. know. There has no covers of sexual assault. Absolutely, they're fucking idiots. They're stupid. So so I remember when when this happened with Penn State, and I remember thinking to myself, so like if so if this happened at Hot Sauce Sports, for example, right? We find uh, if, no, I, if I, I didn't say Alex Theater, I'm not gonna do it. It's too mean. Uh, I think no, but let's, I, say, let's say we hire somebody, right? Like, I think, we hire somebody. I, I think I should sexually assault Alex just so we can have this on the record. <laughs> no, but like, like, let's say that happened and we hired somebody, right? And they did that. Yeah. yeah. They would be instantly fired immediately, and right? Reported like, to the police and reported to the police because for two reasons: a, you're fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Secondly, secondly. Why would we want it to come back on us and ruin our company, right? Like, I never understood why, specifically in sports, because like, like Penn State, like you can't find an, another like was it offensive coordinator for for Jerry Sandusky for the, the Blackhawks? There's nobody else who can do that job, really. It's he, he they're they're elitist. Six and they billion think they people this earth. One guy can do that job. It. Sorry, they're elitist. They they think they can get away with shit if they just don't talk about it. It's 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 frustrating, and, it's and the sad. fact it's that sad. The, the Blackhawks are still fighting it to me is just yeah. The Brett fact Sopel that the Blackhawks like, come out, and I think Eagle, you had said the 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 screenshot, and uh, the Blackhawks come out and say, yeah, we knew this happened, but like technically we didn't refer him there or whatever it was. Like they're yeah, basically it's, it's a legal defense essentially, right? Like we yeah. didn't have a, a we didn't have a, a obligation to fire him essentially or report it to, because he saw part of our. But co- why wouldn't contract. you want to fire him? And so, like, yeah, that's the thing I don't understand. Br- Brett Sopel has come out and said a lot of the players in the locker room knew it happened as well because they were talking about it for a few days and nobody said anything either. So it's just complete failure in the entire organization yeah. and everyone yeah. involved. It's exactly yeah. that's that's well put. Eagles organizational failure, hundred percent. Uh, Terry, I, I learned I one did thing business school. From when you're back to when you're back to uh, the studio, I just Next learned week. something by looking up at the screen, wearing the black on the black background. You look pretty. Pretty sad. sick. It I'm is pretty sad. sick. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. You look you look uh, lean and mean. Yeah, I'm not. It's just it's just the black on black. <laughs> did, did you only lose some weight, or did you also lose some money? <laughs> uh, I've actually um, I'm going to make all my money back from the Bertans bets tonight tonight actually. baby tonight yeah um, and if you want to <laughs> you can use hot sauce promo code and make millions off of the hot streak app just download it there's games tonight there, uh, MLB is going to be available soon tonight might be the last night there's basketball so you better fucking get on it nope, and make no, some it's, money uh, it's 2-1 <laughs> it's 3-1 one. Oh, two it's one. game 4 if I'm mistaken yeah this might be the second last night of Classic. <laughs> I think it will be. I think it will be. This is the second last I have, night of Classic. I personally have a lot writing on this final. Um, it's not because of Hot Streak. I, I will have a lot writing on it tonight, though, because I will be playing tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I have a lot writing on this because Alex, the intern, was talking about how Montreal was going to win the Cup. Yeah. I was talking about the Suns were going to win the NBA championship back, in, back like early in the season. So this... This has me looking like a genius when all I was trying to do was piss off Alex the intern. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the best. It's the best possible. If the Habs are going to lose, this is the way they had to lose. But Making I mean, me look off like a Alex genius. the intern, you said anyone but the Lakers, and you would have pissed them off. So, <laughs> so yeah. what? Like, can we write an article of top three things? Three, three things that piss off Alex the intern. Me. Me. <laughs> yeah. It's facts. Just us. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Information. Fact. He hates facts. Access to information. <laughs> Alex, the intern, hates facts. Like and research. He, really, he always tells me, you, you, you twist facts. I say, well, if they're facts, then they're facts. 
It's just doing research, man. Just like when he called, I know he was sarcastic, but just when he called the guy that robbed Gallagher's house a genius, but then he called uh, Kucherov a stupid idiot or whatever it was. I'm like, classless you know, was the yeah, yeah, classless. I remember it because I threw it back in his face when I said, ah, classless. And then so I, so I screenshotted it just in case he deleted it. And then I went on Twitter and I ripped him. <laughs> I went back and forth with him. And that's um, where the anti-robbery came out of. Honestly, one of my favorite things to do at night when I'm super high is watch you guys argue on Twitter. <laughs> I wish I had more of a life, but I don't. Terry, um, if you want to eat something delicious while yeah. making some hot sauce, uh, yeah. hot streak bets, what would you apply to your food? Okay, so I would take like I would get like a rack of ribs. Okay. I would get a rack of ribs. I'd, I'd fire up that barbecue, mm-hmm. warm it, warm it up to 400, 500. You know what I mean? Fire up the barbecue. Get my rack of ribs that were already seasoned with the best, juiciest, flavorful, not so spicy, not so spicy Mike's BBQ rub. Now you can visit Mike's BBQ rub mtl.com and you can use Hot Sauce Ten promo code for ten percent off the entire site with that rub. Also, if you get some fries, you get some chicken. You rub a little mustard truffle sauce or that ghost bourbon barbecue sauce. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anything they have on the menu is good. Mustard truffle. Their new truffle sauce. It's fucking it legit. I'm going to say this again. Sucks your dick. Hot sauce 10. Promo code. I'm a guy who's always made my own barbecue sauce. Right? It's, it's something I pride myself, my, prided myself on. But I got really busy because, you know, we started a sports podcast <laughs> company. Um, and... I now just use Mike's barbecue sauce. I, I I legitimately do it. You know, Terry, I'm terrible at reads. So if I'm saying it, it's actually true. I do love the sauces. They're, they're, and they're great guys. They're great guys. So they I are like good guys. From them. Yes, absolutely. You boys ready for rapid fire? Let's do it. Always. Now that I spill water all over all the equipment, before, before I get electrocuted, let's do rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> all right. A Sterling job. Yankees broadcaster John Sterling made a call on an Aaron Judge home run. However, he was watching the game through a monitor and not live, and so his play-by-play was reacting to the replay of the home run. Now here is Judge. Man, the breaking ball is hit in the air to deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Unfortunately, that was a replay of the home run, but it was a good replay. You know what? To his defense, to hey, his defense I'm sorry. It's, not like, it's on the monitor. It's not like so what, what, what am I supposed to do? This is a great way to do a game, isn't it? Yep. Yep. It's not like it's not like there was like a loop that said replay or anything like that. It just it was just a video. So it's to his defense, but also like know the play you just called. It's you know what it is though. Like there's so much happening in play by play. Uh, you have like producers in your ear. You have stats being fed to you. You have yeah. So like. I'm sure he just looked up, was surprised to see it on the screen, like, and they're not at the games; they're doing it remotely, right? And so that's yeah, that was an away game, so he's not at the field. I don't yeah, think. Uh, the, he, he might be. He wasn't. No, he I wasn't. looked it up. He, so the, the the Yankees, a lot of teams are not sending their personnel yet because traveling is still complicated with COVID restrictions. Yeah, the Blue Jays um, still playing Buffalo. So yeah, stupid. there you go, the Buffalo Jays. Um, Seventy-seven cases in Quebec last uh, on Friday, last Friday. We still have to wear masks. <laughs> I know it's uh it's frustrating. Um, I have a more frustrating thing, but I'll tell you off air. Um, uh, the thing is with with uh, you know, Terry, you and I have done play by play. It's it's much more difficult than it looks. Yeah. And doing it in that environment where you're not physically at the game, I, I imagine that being incredibly difficult. 
I so I, I actually have I actually have a funny story. So I used to work at this like multicultural radio station in Montreal, mm-hmm. like back no. in it when I, I went to broadcasting school, and then when I got out, I got a job there. It was a Greek radio station, but they had like Italian, Lebanese, you know, all that shit, Armenian. So no that. Stephen A. Smith got it. Yeah, Stephen, so Stephen A. Smith, Smith. worked out well. I, I technically I was a Stephen A. Smith. I had a I had a radio show called Throwdown Radio. It was Sunday nights from eleven to one a.m. It was great. I was by myself. Me and my buddy, my buddy Peter did it. Peter Zerjotis, remember the boxer who came on? Oh yeah, he did yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, and then it would be me and him, and then. And when he wasn't there, I would just do it alone. And I would rant for like an hour and I would put commercials. It was an amazing time. I got such a good time. Anyway, but when the when the, the World Cup came, when the World Cup ha- happened, we had this guy from Greece uh, come in. Like he, he moved to Montreal and he got hired as a job. I think he worked as a radio in Greece anyway. So we had this small TV in the booth, okay, in the radio booth that we just had on in the background. It wasn't used for anything. So they had the bright idea of doing play-by-play for the World Cup on the radio. For which you didn't have the rights. Which we didn't have the rights Jesus. for. So so he's doing play-by-play for this. So And I'm there, but it's a fully in Greek. And I speak Greek fluently, but like a Montreal fluent, not yeah. Athens, Greece fluent. Okay? It's probably like a dialect or, you know. Yeah, and he speaks very fast. So like yeah. sometimes like I'm, I, I don't catch the words. So I'm doing like the, the, the basically the color. But if you ever hear soccer commentators in Europe, it's just one guy. Like yeah. it's just him talking the entire time. And so he's he's running through it. And then like he'll turn to me sometimes and he'll say something. And I'll be like, what are you talking about? Like what are we, like in my head, I'm like, what are we doing here? Like this is the most illegal thing ever. And I, and I just – but they forced me. Like, no, you have to be there. You have to be the producer. I was the producer. That like, You have to be the producer, all that shit. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. But like this isn't right. Like we can't do this shit. And it was the most awful experience of four games I've ever had in my life. Three games, imagine. sorry. I can imagine. The, the other thing, too, is like I was just thinking about that. Like, you know, you're at an actual radio station. You had this tiny TV. And I'm staring at you on our giant flat screen TV in our podcasting studio. Yeah. <laughs> Times <laughs> the, have changed. The industry has changed so much. Um, yeah. yeah, let's get to the next thing, Eagle. Cocksure. Former NHL player Ryan Whitney says he could identify everyone huh, on fun. his college team based on their genitals. Honestly, if show me... A group of my friends, they're dicks. I can probably tell you who's who. Yeah, because you know which which guys lean left, which guys lean right. Not politically. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I know like a good group, a good amount of my friends' dicks, what they look like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I have uh, I have one of my friends specifically who everyone on earth has seen his penis because if he has literally one beer too many, he will be running around naked. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. You you know which one. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that was a fast topic. It looks Anything like Eddie Powers this? right now. Um, no, I just, I, like, the weirdest one for me, Terry, is when they, when they curve up. That one I, I don't understand. When they go like this? Yeah. Yeah, those are weird. But those have, um, if you have those, you have a higher chance of being impotent when you get older. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so you have Poor to get guys. it fixed. So when, when, once you go, what goes up must come down, I guess. All right. Sleeping booty. Jake Paul has gifted his sleeping McGregor chain, one purchased for $100,000, to a Dustin Poirier, and Poirier has accepted As I bring up the picture of what it looks like, uh, I want to mention the fact that the name is spelled different and completely wrong in the script twice. One of them is Poirier, and the other one is Porter. Guy, autocorrect. <laughs> That's, funny because, phone. That's funny because Tyson Fury called him Porter also. There you go, Dustin Porter. Yeah. So the thing is with this is that this is my problem with Jake Paul. I love what Jake Paul is doing. I think it's fantastic. He's really shaken up the entire fight world. It's, mm-hmm. He's made them all nervous. Like, legit. He's made all yeah. fighters nervous. Well, because and- we know that all these fighters can destroy him. But, like, 
he's doing the right things. He's going he's going about it the right way. But anyway, he always talks about how he Connor needs him now more than he needs Connor. And but yet he's still making these chains with Connor and he never he always has Connor's name in his mouth and all that shit. And that's the part with Jake that bothers me is like he's trying to get he says opinion, things though. No, I get it. He's but he'll eventually he will fight Connor. I think in the yeah. next three years he'll fight Connor for well, sure. Well, I think it's it's gonna be it, it's hard to get these fights sanctioned through the UFC because Dana White likes money, um, yeah. and the thing is is that we've seen it already. Like other than the Floyd Mayweather uh, fight, because that was a ton of money. it would be it would be a boxing fight though. But Zufa, yeah. which is the promotion company for the UFC, they started their own boxing uh, window. Yeah, but I, I don't think they're interested. And having their fighters fight because there's no win for them to get Jake Paul paid, right? So it's going to be a lot of ex fighters at, until at some point, like that. That's just going to be what the consumers want. And again, I, I, what I like about him is he's created his own revenue stream. And yeah. from a taunting perspective, we saw Conor McGregor talking about DMing Dustin Poirier's wife while on the floor after injuring himself. Um, no, 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 Dustin Poirier's wife DM'd him. Oh, that, I know, but that's... But apparently it was fake. Of course it's fake. But the thing is, is that... Maybe um, it isn't. The thing is, is that, you know, that's what these guys are doing. They're just trying to sell their personalities because that's how you make money in this that's industry. Have, right? yeah. And so, like, it's... it's And people keep saying, like, why is, why is Connor still getting all these fights? Because people still, still pay to watch Connor. And uh, honestly, yeah, people still pay to watch Connor. But I've never thought I would say this so quickly in his career. But I think people are starting to get turned off, especially the way yeah. he acted. He used to be very humble in defeat when he lost to Nick Diaz. Nate Diaz, he was like, yeah, shit happens. Even when he lost Khabib, he's like, yeah, shit happens. Even when he lost fucking um, to, Mc- uh, to Mayweather, he's like, shit happens, you know, whatever. I'm a fighter, all that stuff. This made him look really bad. And the shit that he said, and he went on Twitter and he threatened Dustin Poirier's yeah. nine-year-old daughter. Like, people are getting turned off by Conor. Not only that, it's, I, I, like, it's scary to see this, but I think we're seeing Mike Tyson... Uh, meltdown right in front of our eyes. Like we're seeing the exact same thing. I, I, I say that once in a while about stuff like, um, you know, you and I, especially because of the show we do, we're going to feel bad in the future for some of the guys we made fun of not knowing what was going on with them kind of thing. We went to yeah. like 30 for 30 about them. And and I, I think you're absolutely right, Terry. I think, I think something's up. I think, you know, the guy's going through whatever stuff. But you're right. You lose a lot of sympathy when you start making it about the families and Fighting has always had sort of like they've trafficked in in sort of, you know, race baiting before when it was like, you know, can the white guy defeat the black champion? You know, we, we grew up in that era. Right. And, and when Mike Tyson was was fighting and he was this terrifying black figure and, and it was they marketed the, the hell out of that. And we saw it with, you know, the, 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 the when the when the Russian fighter, Russian boxers started becoming you know, more and more part of the sport. And, and, and we saw South American fighters in the, in the, in the lighter divisions. All these things, they, they've always sort of treaded on these uncomfortable territories. But I think that's one thing everyone can kind of get behind. It's like when you start threatening people's families who are not involved in the sport, they're not in on, 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 the, on, the, on, the, on the gag, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not the same. You leave, all fighters say you leave families out of this and it's like, and even Dustin's like, listen, he's threatening me. He's like, my he, like, Dustin Poirier is funny. He's like, he's like, my wife. He's like, she's tough. She'll be able to handle it. But he's threatening me. Like, you can't turn back from that. He's like, if I if somebody threatens me, he's like, I'm gonna have to respond. And uh, that fight, although I don't want to see it anymore because it's just it's like repetitive. Boring. I was bored. It it almost has to happen again. 
because yeah. we're not going to hear him shut up until he loses. So, and I've up until that fight, I'm pro Connor the entire way. Like I've always been a Connor guy, no matter what. Dolly through the window, punching an old guy in the face. I've always been like, ah, you know what? He's just he's off the rails of it, but he'll get back into his phone. It. Yeah, that too. But like, you know, sticking if somebody sticks their phone in my face, I'm going to break it. Like that's just what it is. Like I, so, I'm never going to show you anything on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, check out this check. Nope, no, no, no. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> Just going to send it to you. Um, Just fucking DM it, bro. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I agree. So I just had one quick question before we move on. Like, you you know this industry more than I do. How much of this is a work and how much of it is he's just an asshole? So I think that the whole whole thing is a work. Uh, I just think that he he, he knows that he's – the UFC is not going to do shit and he's untouchable. But I do think that he put put himself mentally in that situation. I don't think that he – he would like to threaten a, like a nine-year-old girl. I don't think that he would necessarily call another competitor's wife a hoe if he was if he didn't put himself into this mentality. Mm-hmm. He put himself into I have to kill this guy. I have to punt myself up because the last time I took him too easy. Remember the last time how nice he yeah. was to him? Yeah. He yeah. had to put himself. He he went two opposite extremes. A nice guy shaking hands, hugging hot sauce, which I hated on the record, hated. And then now he's doing the same thing where he's just yelling, saying stupidities on the record. Hated it. Dumb. Go back to the the Connor that was talking shit to Poirier in 2014. Go back to the Connor against Mayweather. Talk about your money. Talk about what you've done for the sport. Talk about all that. Get in people's head. Like be the talk about the facts. All the, like he he used to be the fact guy. He used to know everything about everybody. Now he just says the most ridiculous stuff, and if people are starting to get turned off, this guy included. All right. It's Next not very topic. rapid this week, huh? It's fine. No, uh, it's all no good. shoes, no shirt, no problem. So speaking of uh, leagues and players who have zero personality, we finally have the difference maker. Since winning the Stanley Cup, Tampa Bay Lightning Nikita Kucherov has done a shirtless, drunken press conference where he put on a shirt that taunted fans. The team dented the Stanley Cup and had to be sent to Montreal, ironically, for repairs. He also found himself with a advertising sponsorship deal with Bud Light, and everything is number one bullshit. So number just to bullshit. bring everyone up to speed in case you happen to not catch this, here is the infamous press conference. Lightning, we have Nikita Kucherov. Media, please raise your hand if you have a question. We'll start with Joe Smith, the athletic. Joe, let's hear it. <laughs> just uh, how would you describe your congratulations um uh, how would you describe your emotions right now after doing what you guys did i i, I don't know what to say uh back to back and yeah you know, i i couldn't sleep for three nights you know and uh, to be able to win this game is huge wasi was outstanding mvp i was telling him every day wasi you mvp you you're the best player and then they gave it to whatever the guy in Vegas, the Vezina, and then last year they, they gave Vezina to somebody else. Number one, bull- number one, bull- number one. Why is he took both cups? That's like a Russian thing, you know. He yeah. took MVP, and I was keep telling him he he's MVP. Says- he's the guy that <laughs> he's the best. You know, he was on his head today, and you know he kept us in the game. And another shout out for by him, remarkable. Can't even tell more. I'm so happy we. <laughs> I didn't want to go back to Montreal, but they acted, the fans in Montreal, come on. They acted like they won the Stanley Cup last game. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? John Romano, Tampa Bay Times. Their final was last, last series. Okay. 
Um, he's not wrong. I mean, I think we spoke. I think we spoke about this already. No, we did, but not on the show. We just not on the show. Oh, okay, yeah. He, I don't. I don't think we he's all yelled wrong, at Alex the intern. <laughs> and I love the shirt. He made a shirt that said 18 million over the yep. cap, yep. which is great. Yeah, which is ultimate heel. I don't. I don't like he. He had didn't say anything that he's wrong about. Like everybody's like, oh, he disrespected the fans and Flurry because he didn't remember his name. The guy's fucking. He just he's hyper up on adrenaline. He just won a second Stanley Cup. The guy has broken ribs. Okay. Um. He's fucking. He's probably sixteen beers in already. Yeah, because okay? he's celebrating winning the cup. He doesn't need to remember people's names, and he doesn't need to be nice to anybody. He just needs to I do agree. what he wants to do. Like that's just my it. like hero. people fucking yeah. He's like people hero. like and people like Alex and like Habs fans on Twitter that are just so fucking pumped up and like angry. Like oh, we need to do something. Do what? The guy said words. There's nothing like, you can't do because he's so much better than everything we have. I, <laughs> exactly. And and you know what? If he did that as a member of the Habs, we would have been like, oh, this guy's amazing. So much personality. Because Gal- you know what? When we were talking Vegas with fucking pizza slices and Dano in the press conference, yeah. that was fine. That was fine. If Gallagher went on after, if they, they didn't want to start the cup and Gallagher said, he's like, he's like, oh, the fans in Tampa, they don't care about hockey, whatever. You know, at least we have real fans here. Like if he said something like that, which is, isn't fucking out of, uh, crazy. It's not. It's not crazy to think that that would happen. People would be like, "Yeah, Gallagher's the best." Whatever. That's how hypocritical Habs fans are. No, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, again, I had the initial reaction of like, "Oof," talking about the the, the clients in a sense, talking about the fans. But I was like, you know what? It, it, he's doing it, portraying the heel, and he's he's good. He doesn't care. Like they they want again. They want two two Stanley Cups in the shortest period of time that any two any teams won two cups back to back. It's um, it's it's incredible, and he was absolutely the difference maker. We saw, we all saw that, and you know, it. My question about the whole story though is, is there nobody else who can repair the Stanley Cup? Is there just one guy and he's in Montreal? <laughs> just no, I think yeah, I think the, the guy. Well, the guy that has the contract to repair it is here. Yeah, that's how do you get that contract? That must be awesome. Because it gets that has to get fucked up every year, right? There's no way that cup comes back. Yeah, people like oh, see, they disrespected the cup too. That That happens happens every. People have pissed in that Stanley Cup. Gronk punches with a Super Bowl trophy. (laughs) Tom Brady dented it with a baseball. He launched it from boat to boat. Ah, these people that people just want to get fucking mad over anything, man. Yeah, they're idiots. They're all idiots. There was one more rapid fire, but I'm throwing in breaking news. This is actually just coming out now. According to reports, Montreal Canadiens' Shea Weber may be out next season for a long-term injury because of his lingering foot and ankle issues, leading to the Canadiens potentially being able to not have to protect him during the upcoming expansion draft, leaving about $7.5 million additional cap space in the process for next year. Essentially, we can do what Tampa did. Nice. 18 million, oh, baby. Wow. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> Woo. Let's do it. Imagine um, Weber, Weber comes back for the playoffs and he just fucking lights out because he didn't play all year and he's yeah. fine. Well, that's exactly what Kucherov did. He was, he was so fast in that first series. I was like, he's the fastest guy on the ice. Oh, because he's not tired. He's the fastest guy in the world. Oh, yeah, because fresh. it's his first game ever. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that was that. And then finally, our last one over here. You got it, dude. Uh, while on a hike, Ashley Olsen is now my new favorite Olsen twin. She was photographed walking around, beer in hand, machete in the other, and wearing what looks like a weird toga thing or whatever it is. So, yes, I want this. Same birthday, same birth year, me and the Olsen twins. Yeah, you look exactly the same. Or um, the same person, basically. Well, I mean, maybe now, because the machete and the beer. It's just like, what goes into what goes into that the decision? You're like, you know what? 
I'm going in a walk. I got this, this, you know, cause she's a fashion designer. I got this, this sweet ass dress robe, whatever it is. It's going to look awesome. Uh, I'm going to go with a beer because you know what? Fuck it. Beers are awesome. But what if there's a bear machete? What if I need to like start like hacking trees down? You mm. know, what if I need a little, what if I need a little, a little mint off one of these trees to put in my old fashioned that I'm drinking here? What if, what if Danny Trejo comes out? You need a machete. Oh yeah. You need a machete. 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 Machete for sure. Yeah, what if what if what if I get what if I get like um, recruited into like a Mexican cartel? I need a machete. It's true. That's true. Yeah. Listen, man, it's uh, it was a hell of a look. I, I I saw it and I was just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's the greatest combination of things. You were the the little girl on Full House. You're getting drunk in public on a hike because that's the only way to hike. Is hiking is stupid. Yes. Any of no, it's not. Hiking's fucking great. It's true. I, do, I actually do it all the time. I'm just playing. You can right? because your ankle just locks. No, no. But we so. do, my wife does extensive research. I'll do this one story and then we'll go. My wife does extensive research about, um, you know, which hiking don't trails. Have ankle problems. No, but which, uh, which hiking trails we can do based on, like, you know, my, my ankles and knees and so on. And uh, she always finds ones that are, you know, they're long, but they're palatable. Like, it's not a lot of climbing and stuff. We go to Columbia. And she's like, oh, this one should be fine. And it's there's three beaches along the way, but we had to go to the last beach. Cause, and, in, and in her defense, it's, it was the most beautiful beach there. It was awesome. But it was a seven-kilometer hike oh, wow. through the Sierra Nevada and seven kilometers back. My dude, <laughs> at the end of the day, my ankle was a watermelon. It was terrible. Hey, on the way throbbing. back, you were, you were probably cursing. I, st- I stopped like eight times. I just so, I stopped. I sat down. Had a beer. I got a hike. I got a hiking story too, and you know, bless my girlfriend's heart. But like, we went, we did Mont Saint Silag, and it's like, it's got yeah, like a pretty, too. yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty steep. On the way back down, she's like, "Oh, let's go this way." So we followed another trail all the way down, but it brought us to the other side of the mountain. So I was like, "Okay, we'll just go back up, I guess, or whatever." We start walking back up. I'm 250 pounds. I have no more Gatorade, no more water, just a backpack full of emptiness, and I'm <laughs> dripping sweat. Yeah, she is. You can. She she's sandpaper. That's how dry she is. Okay, I'm dripping sweat. I have asthma. Okay, it's humid as fuck. Mosquitoes everywhere. Recipe for anger. Short temper. How many arguments on the way back? One major one. That's pretty much it. One major <laughs> one there because I ruined the experience. You know, and I and granted I did because oh, did you I take a shit on the trail again. No, I mean I wanted to, but like, you know, granted I did ruin the experience because I was I was I was inconsolable because i was just losing my mind i was fucking losing my mind well with us we we so we're staying at this hotel and it was supposed to be this luxury spot and um there's so one thing i learned is there's no hot water to take a shower in columbia so i eventually got used to taking cold showers oh, i love great. cold showers hate i'm gonna go take hate one it, right hate now it, hate it. i thought you just take a cocaine bath yeah, so that's, that's one option but the so but this hotel on the roof had um um, what's it called? Like a bain like a cocaine bath. No, what's it called? A hot the, the, tub. The, hot tub. There we go. Um, I love how you knew it in French. But I only knew it. In, <laughs> I have certain words I only know in French. Imagine <laughs> you knew it in Greek. Yeah, that'd be weird. That'd be super weird. Um, in Greek is just hot tub. And so I, 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 we go there. We book it. We're like, okay. My wife says, "You know what? It's gonna be great. You're gonna feel so much better. Just get in the hot tub." I get in. And it's freezing cold because there's no hot water anywhere in the country. And on top of that, the winds are coming. It's on the side of a mountain and the winds are like 70 miles an hour. It blew our full beers off the roof. And uh, then we ran into our room because we thought we might have killed somebody. It was a cold hot tub? It was a cold hot tub, which is a cold tub with jets. 
It's the least enjoyable experience of all time. But you realize you don't fill a hot tub with hot water. Right? Correct. But they don't heat. There's nothing there to heat water. Like, there's not enough energy that they can use to heat water. Just burn the cocaine. Yeah, I know. I, I tried to explain that to them, but, you know. Oh, man, I, but I, I, will say coke caramel. I will say this, please. Cold showers, they make your skin great. Yeah, it's okay. I just I take more and more showers, and that way it, it just kills more and more layers of skin. So eventually I'll just be Skeletor. Um, Terry, thank you for joining us today. Um, we have the Graphite on vacation. He was supposed to join us, but he's not, not able to. We'll try and bother him on vacation. That'll be a fun segment. Yeah. Uh, we'll just call it Bother Duke. Um, Eagle, thank you for everything you've done. Uh, fun. Remember to uh, watch what we do, but definitely like, definitely subscribe. Get us money because we need it. We need it. You heard Terry talking about that terrible story about that small TV. That small TV is no longer in the studio. It's now his TV at home. Yeah. So replace his TV with a new one by yeah. by subscribing to our show. So sponsors give us more money. Thank you for everything. And thank you for letting me be myself. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. <laughs>